Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. We want to help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win in the game of life. Welcome to the classroom. We're joined today by none other than the queen of our family and of Knoll Team Real Estate, Lindsay Knoll. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Um, Happy anniversary. Well, you got that right. What is today? August 2nd, our 20th anniversary. So this year has been uh, something that we couldn't have even planned on, but 20 years in business and 20 years in marriage. It's our 20th anniversary. Can you believe that? I can't. Time has flown by. I've had so much fun with you. So one of the things that we get all the time in public, and this is probably because of you, not because of me, but they're like... Uh, you have kids that are how old? You've been married how long? You've been, you've been in business how long? So uh, you're beautiful. You're glowing. Let's get right into it. Let's go help some people today. You want to do that? You know, I love to do that. I know you do. All right. So uh, before we get going, Lindsay, um, you're a brilliant person. You're smart. Uh, you're, you're organized. You're detailed. You're thorough. Um, but one of the things that, that people may not know about you is how big your heart is. So do me a favor. Touch your heart. <laughs> And say, I'm going to speak from my heart today. I'm going to speak from my heart today because it's racing right now. And, uh, <laughs> and, and she's going she's gonna to get out of her head and speak from her heart. And if you're listening right now, just go ahead and tap your chest, tap your heart and just say, I'm going to listen with my heart. If you listen with your head, you may miss some stuff. But if you listen, if you listen with your heart, you're going to hear how big of a heart Lindsay Knoll has. So Lindsay, uh, let's dive right in. Let's talk about who is Lindsay Knoll and how did you get to where you are today? Maybe who's, who, was, who was Lindsay Olson and who's Lindsay Knoll? We got a history. We do have a history. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Remember, hold on. Our kids might be listening, so just be careful what you hear today. <laughs> well, we met back in Spring Arbor, Michigan, in seven, sixth grade. Yeah. Boy, I, there's so many stories that I think about when it comes to you and I. But I even want to go back a little bit further. I think, and start with um, something that impacted me when I was really young. That kind of developed me and helped me become who I who I thought I was going to be and now more so today like brought me into who who I've become and how I want to help people and how that shows up in every area of of my life and our life and our family's lives and um really just start there so do you mind if I go back so to like elementary had, so, school? <laughs> please, please, please. So, so before I met you, you had a traumatic experience, and I came in. No, I didn't. I had nothing to do with this. Uh, you had a traumatic experience in elementary school. Why don't you tell the listeners what happened to you? First, first of all, tell them tell them a little bit about your family. You're so I'm what? a twin. I have an identical twin sister. Um, she, in elementary school, fell on the playground and hit her head, and I remember vividly being there with her and seeing her go through that. And from that time on, just knowing what it was like to like walk alongside somebody who was going through something hard and she, you know, her, her head was scarred and she was upset. And I was there to kind of be that calm, calm voice in her head and mind before, um, my mom came to get us at the school. And I just remember thinking, wow, you know, I think I could, I think I could do more of this. And I think that um, I'm going to be a nurse. And so from that time on in second grade, um, I 
everything I did, I took all the science classes and I loved it. I, I wanted to be a nurse and that was like just, I had my mindset and I knew that's what I was going to do. And so everything I did from that point on, it, it didn't have anything to do with sports, but I loved playing sports. Um, but I was a student of the game of nursing at the time and health and helping people feel better. Was there blood? There was. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to talk about that, but oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, abso- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't I mean, at at me, that though. point, at that point, <laughs> well, exactly. At that point in your life, if blood doesn't bother you, I, I think you're good. So, um, so you had a traumatic experience with your sister in, in elementary school. Your twin sister fell on the playground on the merry-go-round, hit her head. She's bleeding profusely. You go to the nurse's office, and mom comes to pick you up, and you realize like. Hey, I could do this. So you, you noticed the gift that was inside of you. Um, awesome. So that will come back up in this because I think there's there's some there's some beauty in in your journey, and people really need to hear your journey and kind of what you've gone through to get to where you are today because they're going to see a lot of themselves in that. So let's keep talking. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to spill some dirt here a little bit. So um, my family moved to Michigan when I was in the sixth grade. My dad got a new basketball coaching job up in Michigan, and uh, Lindsay, do you remember where we met? We met in Sunday school. Of course. Okay. So before we met, so, okay. So first of all, uh, the backstory is before we met in Sunday school, uh, my family went up to Spring Arbor, visited the campus, went to the church, did, did everything. One of, one of the uh, staples in the community was a man by the name of Homer Jackson. Homer was a baseball coach, basketball coach, athletic director, admissions director. He, pre, he was the pretty much the mayor of Spring Arbor uh, without being the mayor. So everybody knew Homer Jackson. So when my dad got the job, they said, hey, you know, after church, you're going to go over and have, have lunch with, you know, pretty much the most prominent person in the Spring Arbor community. It's Homer and Eileen Jackson. So all of a sudden, we're over there at, at lunch. And, and I remember my sister, I don't know how old she was, but I was in the sixth grade, so she was four years younger. And we go over and it's like, okay, we're going to these old people's house. You know, this is boring. He's, you know, all of a sudden he starts talking about all these airplanes and fighter planes and and it, it was kind of interesting, but we were bored. And then all of a sudden he says, uh, excuse me, young man, what grade are you going into? And I said, the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I have some twin granddaughters that are also in the sixth grade. And I said, how about it? I got two girls that look alike and they're going to be my first friends. So I don't know if you knew that story, you know, when we met in, in Sunday school, but the next weekend we go up hanging out again and there we meet. And the rest is history. It's a beautiful ending after that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are a few bumps along the way. <laughs> Well, we, we can talk a little bit about that because I think some of the listeners may want to hear you know our story. But um, we had a really interesting childhood because we were friends you know at an early age. Now, I mean, if we're being honest, we dated. You know, I, we passed notes back and forth. You know, you had your friend come up to me and say that you liked me, and I had my friend go up to you and say that I liked you. So, I mean, that was that was official, right? <laughs> that and the notes where you get to check the box, like yes or no. Do you want to go out? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. So no swag back in the day, but anyway. Um, so interesting, interesting story about us. So you were athletic. You and your sister were definitely athletic. You played soccer and basketball growing up. Mm-hmm. You broke a girl's hand in soccer. Wow. Not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I kicked a penalty kick okay, during, so during a game. And uh, yeah, she caught it with her hands up and snapped one of her wrists. They took her away with the uh, umbrella wrapped around her arm. So Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, in, in, in basketball, you made the varsity as a sophomore? I did. But I think you, you skipped you an important game now. You, Are we going to talk about the free throw contest? Oh, wow. 
Uh, that wasn't where I was going, but yeah, I mean, you can tell that story okay, if you want to. I was going to mention how we've been teammates since we were in seventh grade. You and I actually played on a soccer team together back um, in the Jackson Area Soccer League. It was like a travel soccer team when they did co-ed. And uh, I just remember watching you as a goalie. And I was like, wow, this guy can play. And I didn't even know you much. But no, time, time I, I didn't know you had a basketball game too. I, I don't want to interrupt you at all, but there's a lot of listeners here that have witnessed the fact that I have no defense in me. And you just said I played one of the most important defensive positions, which was goalie. Yes. So uh, we definitely had fun. Uh, you were out there scoring goals and I was just trying to defend. So um, I, I did play a little defense, but we we did play on the same soccer team, you and your sister and a few others. And uh, we were really good. So, I mean, obviously I was attracted to you because you're athletic back then and you still are, but played on the same soccer team, had a great childhood growing up. And then uh, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, we got we got back together our senior year in high school, so nobody needs to know the details other than that. But we got back together, and all of a sudden, I decide I'm going to you know here a school here in IPFW uh, down in Fort Wayne. So you still want to be a nurse, didn't you? I did. So I started looking at schools back um, or down in Indiana, um, and I found a nursing school that was a perfect fit for me. But it was only an hour away from you, and we kind of did the long distance thing for four years throughout college with one little bump in the road along the way. But I did end up getting my nursing degree in four years and then went to work at a, lo a local hospital here in Fort Wayne for seven years on a med surge floor. So, Okay. So 20 years ago today, we got married and you were my sugar mama. So we graduated college and I got into real estate right away. And you know, it's the promise of, of no paycheck and, and it's eat what you kill. And so um, I remember when we bought our first house, uh, sitting at the closing table and I was the realtor. <laughs> And Lindsay was the buyer because she had the job and the money. And I'm like, this is amazing. My life is set. Sugar mama, <laughs> here we go. Um, so yeah, so you got a you got a great job at a hospital and you were a nurse mm -hmm. and we got married and uh, we never saw each other. Why not? Well, I worked night shift for the first part. Uh, well, the better part of a year and a half. Uh, that's about all I could tolerate on night shift. To those people out there that work night shift, I applaud you because it it was very hard on me, not necessarily our relationship, but just hard on me physically. And then um, we would go three days without seeing each other. But to us, it you know that wasn't so bad because we'd spent weeks where we wouldn't see each other because of your Division One travel schedule, and we made it work and we enjoyed the time that we did. Long, long distance relationship, yeah. Long distance relationship taught us that you know every every three days seeing each other wasn't too bad. <laughs> and it, it was more. Yeah, and then we became a part of a great Sunday school class at the time, and we had some awesome, awesome mentors in our lives that helped kind of give us the foundation in our marriage through a bunch of books that we were reading and studies that we did together with in community with other couples. And I think if there's anything I can say that set us up to get to 20 years today, I think that was probably one of the best things that we could have done was center ourselves around people who had been there, had done that, and had could help walk through life with us during that time. And so we, you know, we learned a lot about each other. We learned a lot about ourselves. And through the community of other people, we, you know, we did life together. So 
We absolutely did. And, you know, one of the things that we want to talk about is, you know, we're, we're just a family that helps families. You know, we have a real estate company, but uh, we're, I'm going to get into Null Team Interiors, which is a business that you started during COVID. And, and it's something that you've been doing for a while. But I want to come back to, you know, why being a nurse and an interior designer, you know, what, what does that have in common? And I think there's some, some threads to that. But it, it, would be, it would be really bad for us to get on this podcast and talk about all of our successes, you know, at face value. You know, we have great kids, great marriage. I mean, you know, this is this is a lot of fun doing life with you. But I think where people are really going to learn some lessons is is hearing some of the the areas that we struggled in, and and you know what we did to kind of get through that. So obviously, our faith is important. That that gets us through you know most everything. But having having kids was something that you know there there was a journey with each one of them. I remember when Bree was born. You know, uh, Bree was born. We bought a new house. You know, bigger than we'd ever bought before. Uh, switch companies, and then guess what? The recession happens. Yeah. Right. And what was that like at the time? You know, you're still nursing and, and all of a sudden we have a kid switching companies. Like you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I just remember it being really hard. There were a lot of decisions. I felt like we were pretty immature at the time still and new in the business. And it, I think at that time, I realized how important it was for you to be around mentors in your life who really spoke life and truth and um, helped you kind of get the fundamentals of your business down. During that time, um, for me, it was how do I support you through this time? Because we had staff. I mean, that w- during that time, you had already hired someone. Mm-hmm. And during the recession, it was, what, two years long? That, Felt like 12. Yeah, yeah. So it was two years. And there were times when we had to decide, like, are we going to tap into our savings and not pay ourselves this month? Or are we going and are we going to take care of our staff? And it was an easy decision at that time because we serve others. Mm, absolutely. And um, if you're a business owner right now, if you if you work with your spouse, whether you don't work with your spouse or not, if if you have a spouse or a partner and, and you guys work together, awesome. We want to we want to encourage you. We want to celebrate you. We want you to know you're not alone. Uh, you haven't owned a business long enough if you know you, you choose to pay your staff over yourself. Um, that's just something that's going to happen, and it, it's something that we did together. And you are a huge encourager of me and a supporter of me, and, and know that we have a huge vision, you know, to serve others. And so that's just a decision that that you make, mm-hmm. but. I want to. I want to. I think there's a lot of pivotal moments in our marriage, but one that was in particular was about seven, eight months after we had Bree. Um, we had a real estate conference we were going to mm-hmm. go to, and one of your mentors, you know, told us that go. You have mm-hmm. to go. You have to leave the baby behind, and we're not allowed to call back and check in on on how she's doing. You know, don't be that helicopter. You know, get out and do it. So, guess what? We have a real estate conference in San Diego, California. You're excited to go, and where did you spend your week? So we spent our week at the Buffini Mastermind. It was our first time. I I was excited to go to San Diego. I'd never been there. However, I was not excited to go to the conference because I'm like, what are you taking me to? I've never been to anything like this. I just, I was one of those kicking and screaming people that I'd, I'd never heard motivational speakers, things like that. So we show up to this conference and I'm sitting there, you know, I've got my arms folded and I'm like, oh, what? Inside, by the way, right? Inside. inside. It was not outside in sunny San yeah. Diego. So, right. Like, I want to be out at the pool, right? But we get in there, and I'm like, what could these people have to say to me? This is a real estate conference. I'm not a realtor. I don't plan to be a realtor. I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. Yeah. How can I, how can this apply? But it ended up being one of the best things that we had done, not only for our marriage, but just for me personally, because I had never written goals before that. It was, it was so new to me. 
And at each one of those conferences that we've continued to go through pretty much every year since then, I I learned about writing goals and I now have just more things than I've ever dreamed of accomplishing um, because of that. And, and they're not big goals most of the time. They're goals like spend more time with our kids, go on date nights, things like that. So start a business. So today's our... Today's our 20th anniversary. Just a little cheat code for you guys out there that uh, you might be struggling. You might be trying to figure out how to fall in love again with each other. You know, one of the secrets to that is date mm. nights. So we try to make a regular date night, you know, outside of when our kids' schedules dictates us being somewhere else. Usually Tuesday nights is our date night and we love pouring into younger couples, clients, family, and uh, and just spending and spending a, a consistent time together. So date nights are, are a big deal. But um, I'm going to go back to something that we talked about. So you went to this real estate conference and it was a game changer for the rest of our life. And if I don't want to steal this conversation, but to add to it a little bit, going through this program, we did a personality assessment. And I'm kind of addicted to personality assessments. I kind of like them. Uh, I like the psychology of them. Lindsay, you're an Enneagram 6, by the way. Uh, those that don't know, uh, that's a fantastic person to have on your side. Um, and, and then another thing that we did is the, the, the Heritage mm-hmm. Profile uh, is a strengths assessment. And Lindsay's number one attribute is what's called a benefactor. So for those that speak the Heritage Profile language, you know what a benefactor is. Pretty much a benefactor just likes to help everybody else. Even when they don't want to be helped. <laughs> well, well, okay. So that's what I... Yeah, you jumped the gun there. So every trait has a traitor. So if you, if you think about what your strength is, that can show up in a way that, that definitely benefits you and other people. But if you don't manage it, it can show up as a traitor. So a benefactor is somebody that helps everybody else. A traitor of that aspect is two things. One, you help people that don't ask to be helped and you never help yourself. So if anybody listening here is never ever helping themselves and you feel burnout because nobody's taking care of you and you're always taking care of everybody else, you may have a little bit of that trait. We like to manage these abilities. We like to manage these gifts. But Lindsay, that's really when you found out like that was your number one trait. So let's go back to, you know, you're at the playground and your sister hits her head. Well, when you're, what, what was your seven years old? Yeah, second grade. So what's that? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> whatever that is, it is, whatever. Don't have the details Nine, get in the way maybe. of the story. So, so, so however old you were, you were still a benefactor. You wanted to help other people. And when you're that age, when you're in the second grade, the only thing you know is how do I help other people? I'm a nurse or a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And so you want to be a nurse your whole life. So now you go to this real estate conference, kicking and screaming, you're indoors in San Diego, sunny San Diego, California. And all of a sudden light bulb goes on once we get these profiles done and we start to recognize your identity might have been in nursing, but the gift that God gave you was to help other people. This is, this is where there was a huge shift in, in our relationship, in our, in our working relationship, because you've always, you always came alongside my business. Mm-hmm. But what did, that do, what did that do for you when you understood kind of I'm a benefactor and, and you know, I'm actually uh, really enjoying taking care of other people and maybe it doesn't have to be in nursing? Well, I think first of all, it did show up in our business where... Um, I was able to find some areas that I could step in and help you and really optimize some of the things that you were doing. And it was fun. It was so fun for me to come in. And part of what I was doing was helping with some of your events that you were throwing. And I like to think of myself as a creative. So creatively, I was able to kind of, it was more of an outlet for me, especially once you have kids, Mm -hmm. like 
you find so much of your identity is wrapped up in being a mom. So I'm sure there's listeners out there who are moms who are like, I'm spending so much time in the trenches of taking care of my kids right now. And I like, I can't, I can't do something for myself. Well, let me give you permission here to do that because you, you always talk about Brad putting your, your own oxygen mask on first and then you can help your kids. And so if you aren't taking care of yourself and you're only taking care of your kids or your husband, then at some point your energy and your your own self, you're going to wear out. And so we've yeah. found even in our, our marriage and our in our parenting that we do have to take time. You have to build in time into your schedule to take care of yourself, especially as a business owner. And because we're married within our work environment, we have a great time. I mean, our team is amazing. We have a lot of fun together. You and I, especially, we spend a lot of time in the evenings talking about work. There's a times when we have to say, this is enough. We got to talk about something else. Or I need to say, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to take a bath or I'm going to watch a show and not feel guilty about it. And really just tap into like our own our own selves and what we need to do to take care of our own health. Because if you're not taking care of your own health, then you can't take care of anyone else. So I think that's one thing that. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Preach. Preach. No, Student you, of your like own one of the, game. I think one of the things. Game, right? <laughs> absolutely. Then there's five circles to that, right? And, and we're all just trying to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. and, and balancing is important, meaning we're, we're at different times of lives, we're focusing on different things. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Null Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. You know, one of the things that we heard early on is our kids don't listen to what we say because they're too busy watching mm-hmm. what we do. And and that was a quote that really stuck out with us because it's like, you know, you can be the best parents all day long, but at the end of the day, you know, they're not listening. They're mm-hmm. watching. And so if I tell my kids they need to be in shape, I need to be in shape. If I tell them they need to eat right, I need to eat right. If I want them to have big goals or, or they want to have big goals themselves, they actually, they actually have to see what that looks like. I mean, at the end of all of this, all, all we all have is just modeling. You know, we model, you know, our mentors, we model our parents, our family, our friends. You know, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. And, you know, we, we want our kids to be, you know, thriving adults. We want to be best friends with our, our children long term, but we've got to model it. And so what was really impressive to me is you had this shift of I'm, I'm a nurse. That's who I am. And then you decided and found out, I actually love to serve others. You know, it was our number one core value in our business and our family, serve others. And you found a different avenue to do that with interior design, staging, uh, redesign. We can get into this here in a little bit because I want I really want to talk about Null Team Interiors and kind of what you're doing with this now. But just a couple things that, you know, some some highlights or lowlights of our life that we've kind of worked through together. You know, every time we had a child, something, something happened. So if our kids are listening right now, which they should be, um, hey, 
life isn't easy all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Brie, it was the recession moving new jobs. Delaney, mm-hmm. I got mono. I got mono. It was bad. We didn't know it was mono. Went to see an oncologist. I had no idea, right? Like, like I had some had some serious health issues. Um, and then Trey, Trey had some health issues for a couple of years um, in the middle of homeschooling some kids. And you know, you want to talk about you know Trey and and kind of what he went through a little bit, or like what you went through? Yeah, I mean, really during that time. So Trey was born, and the day after he was born, I remember the doctor coming in and giving me a list, us a list of like four different things that were wrong and things that were not minor. We don't need to go into detail about what those were. However, he went on a journey for about two years where he was constantly in and out of the doctor's offices. I mean, he was seeing speech therapists. He was doing swallow studies. We were at ear, nose, and throat doctors. He, um, We weren't sure if he was going to be able to eat solid or liquid food because he wasn't able to swallow it um, safely. And so during that time, I do remember thinking, wow, I think God sent me to be a nurse because he knows that we're going to have a son who's going to struggle with breathing and I can take care of him. And so, um, yeah. And and this, this is the same time that like, this is Lindsay Knoll who helps everybody because I'm a benefactor. So you started helping everybody but yourself, didn't you? Yeah. Well, during that time, the girls were homeschooling. So we had one in second grade, one in kindergarten, and then he had all of his health stuff. And honestly, it was probably one of the hardest times of my life. And I remember, again, back to community, having a friend who recognized, and you, of course, but a, a friend that recognized like how much I was struggling with that during that time, it it was very emotional for me, but it was also very taxing because he was on breathing treatments like every four hours. And I was so like, I knew too much at the time. Like, oh, what if he stops breathing? What Like he was wheezing constantly. And so it, it really, it, we were living, I was living off of adrenaline and there was a time when that adrenaline wore out when he started getting better. And, and that's when I kind of like, recognized that I wasn't super healthy myself and had to get a little bit of help. So it was, it was a tough two years, but on the other side of it now, I can speak to the fact that like having an amazing husband who supported me through it, having family who was there for us was awesome. And then prayer and really leaning into a community of awesome physicians um, in Fort Wayne and my nursing skills. I mean, I don't know that we could have gotten through that as well as we did. I mean, he did not get hospitalized one time and he had RSV. So it was, it was truly a testament to a group effort and he is well today and I would, I would speak to anyone listening who has a child who's sick that you're not in it alone and that there are certain cures or certain health, they look, they look different for every person who's going through them, but there is hope on the other side of it. And, and we're also talking to small business owners here, right? Like we're all these things you're talking about right now, this is real life. 
And we also have a business to run. We also have to, you know, grow sales and revenues and save some money and save for college, you know, and, and here's our third child with some health issues. And, you know, you, you struggled, which you, you admitted and, and got some help and put some tools in your toolbox. And, and it was kind of a defining moment for us because, you know, if you think about, you know, working out, you know, one of the things that happens when you work out, you know, your muscles start stretching. Well, you have to cool down and, and you have to rest so that your muscles can go back to its resting length. Okay. And that's actually, that's actually good for your body. When we go through adversity, when we go through tough times, you know, that's that workout, that's that stretching the muscles. And then there will be some good times that happen on the other side of that, where we can kind of get back to, to center. But, you know, something that I was told my, my whole life growing up is tough times don't last, but tough people do. Mm-hmm. And to be a student of the game is understanding, you know, staying curious, not always having all the answers, having that growth mindset. And you've shown this. So, wow. Homeschooling challenges, married couples class. I want to talk about finding your purpose because I think this is a great transition right now. When in our, in our business, and not just in our business, but in our life, we talk about the psychology of purpose. Um, if you're struggling right now with purpose, if, if, you're in a, if you're in a nine to five or you're in your small business and you just can't get ahead and you're frustrated, uh, I would encourage you um, to just really, really focus on what's your purpose, you know, what's your why, what's your calling. There's, there's two psychologists, Sigmund Freud and Viktor Frankl, and they had competing arguments. Uh, Sigmund Freud said that, that man or, or people at this time, people search pleasure. Okay. And, and that, that theory stood, right? Uh, you know, people seek shopping, they seek, seek eating, they seek travel, they seek mm-hmm. pride, you know, sex, alcohol, all the vices that are out there. Man seeks pleasure. That was what he said. And then here comes Victor Frankel. And Victor Frankel says, I, I, I get that. I, I do think people seek pleasure, but they only seek pleasure if there's no purpose. In the absence of purpose, we will seek pleasure. And let's talk a little bit about what, what purpose means to us. And, and in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he talks about there's, there's three ways that, that we all find purpose. One, it's to have a passion or a project that we focus on, okay? Something that we can just dive into. Uh, the second thing is an optimi- optimistic outlook on our suffering, okay? Your suffering is not in vain, it will add to who you are. It will build you as a person. The adversity creates stronger muscles. If you understand the adversity you're going through, which at that time, Lindsay, you were going through adversity and you probably didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so right now, right now on the other side, you're seeing how your nursing helps you get through this. You're seeing how, you know, just being willing to say, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to go get some help. You know, you did not lose out. That suffering made you better. And the third thing is uh, to have a community of people who love you and who you love to be around. If you have those three things, you can find purpose. If you don't have those three things, we would encourage you. Today's our 20th anniversary. We didn't get here because it was easy the whole time. And we didn't get here because it was hard the whole time. But we understand that we're passionate about, you know, modeling for our children what a successful marriage looks like. We understand that our suffering that we go through as a couple is not in vain. It's going to teach somebody. It's going to teach somebody something. And, and then having a community around us, that, that young married couples class was, was pivotal. It was, it was transformational in our lives. So as we go through finding our purpose, you have now found that you are this benefactor. You have this massive heart. You have a huge heart to serve other people. And you also have a little bit of a gift. You have a gift of design and staging. And uh, today's our 20th anniversary uh, in marriage. But this is also our 20th anniversary in business. And during COVID, you did something. What did you do? We were setting some goals. What, what, goal, what goal did you set? Well, I can't not mention the fact that because you were such a strong leader to our family going into COVID, like we, I think it, we, we 
enjoyed our time together. And part of that was because you sat us down at the very beginning of it and you're like, you know what? We're going to write some seven-day goals. And those goals can be whatever you want them to. And for the kids, like they were writing goals like, let's do pudgy pies on the bonfire <laughs> one time this week. Let's yeah. ride bikes. <laughs> a garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's have our neighbor help us with a garden. And um, so one of those goals, <laughs> I, I crack up thinking about it because I, uh, I thought I might be bored because we weren't sure how long that it was going to be. So I was like, you know... I've really wanted to learn more about staging and redesign. And so I think I'll... Which at this point, I don't interrupt, but at this point you were staging for us. You were doing staging for yeah. our team for years. But you had this, you had this, I don't have a degree. I don't have a certification. People think I'm a fraud. <laughs> I'm a phony. If, if you have a business right now and you don't have some like master's degree in it, do you feel like a fraud or a phony? Lindsay, that's how you felt, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's because of some of the other traits that we've learned about me. And I, like I've, I want my word to be my word. And so if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And if I say I'm a designer, then I feel like I need to have this degree in order to back it up. Even though I've spent so much time, I've probably been in more homes than some of the area designers. Like, but some of the realtors, actually. yeah, that too. <laughs> also, and I love it. I can go in a home and I can, I feel like a wizard almost like, oh, we should move this couch to this wall. We should move this bed to this wall. And put some accessories here, do that. And so I, I do love that. I love working directly with clients and it's been a real joy, but you're right. I did kind of have some imposter syndrome where I was like, you know, I really need to get some formal learning. And so one of the goals that I had during COVID was to do the certification. So I did. I and did. you did it. And congratulations. And you're right. You've, you've been through more homes. You've staged more homes than most stagers. You know, one of the things that we want to talk about here on this podcast is mastering the fundamentals, falling in love with practice and winning at the game of life. So let's, let's get through here. So mastering the fundamentals, what are the fundamentals of staging and design when it comes to somebody's house? Is it, is it, is it color? Is it space planning? Is it, you know, having the right furniture? You know, what, what is it? Is it having good taste? I think it's overwhelming for people when they first start thinking about selling a home. So we come in and we just simplify it for them. And we just say, this is a list of things that we're going to do you don't, or that you could do to optimize your space. And so when we come in, we make a list of things and we say, you can do whatever you want. This is your home. We're just here to help you sell it for the most money in the least amount of time. And so while we're there, we look through different things like the lighting and the furniture, like space planning. We look at, is it dark? Is it light? how can we just modernize it for them? And so we give suggestions. And the real idea there is just to make sure that you get in the mind of a buyer because it is different selling a house than it is living in one. And so because we've had that experience and we are not, um, we're not emotional about the process, we're able to go in and really help people get ready. So it's a lot of fun. We're the, we're the doctors and the nurses in surgery. We're not scaring no blood. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, or messes, so you're right. Which so most people get really concerned about. We do not judge you hey, when listen, you come in and we see your home and you've got things everywhere. Because I'm sure if you came to our house today, you'd see all the laundry in our closet and bathroom laying on the floor. <laughs> you cut out. Did you see all of Brad's stuff laying around? Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't any fingers, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. No, literally, uh, we're not 
I mean, maybe it's for sale. Anything's for sale, right? Always for sale. Um, okay, so so I want to talk something about um, staging and design because this is what I hear a lot. And and if you're if you have a business right now and you think you can add on some services or you know you want to improve what you're already doing, I'm telling you right now, you got to yep. start. You know, you don't have to be great to start, but you got to start mm-hmm. to be great. Everybody's heard that you have to start. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna candidly say why you started working with me and my business a long time ago. It's because number one, you're really good at it. Number two, I'm colorblind and people were asking me all the time, what color should I paint this? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know if my t-shirt's black or navy. So um, the real reason you got started with us is because it, it was right after the recession. I did not want to go into somebody's home, tell them their home is not worth what they think it's worth. It's thousands of dollars less and tell them they needed to paint their messy house and pick up and clean and put a new front door on. There's just way too much negative news. I'm an optimistic guy. Like, let's go celebrate something. You actually come in and assess a situation just like you're taking vital signs. Like you come in, take your vital signs, you chart, you make sure that the patient's healthy and you're out. I mean, it's an amazing, it's an amazing connection between nursing and staging and how you're really prepping the home to get ready. And it's going to sound like I say I'm a doctor. I'm not a doctor. But when we sell homes, we come in as the experts. And it's because of all the work that you did as a nurse getting the patient ready to go. So there's some similarities there. Um, I want to let people know this right here. Lindsay, is it safe to say you don't have the best taste? Like you don't work with people because your taste is better than somebody else's mm-hmm. taste, right? That's true. Yeah. Oh. One of, the, one of the things that I've seen as a fundamental is really space planning. Like how many times has somebody bought a rug that's too big or too small, a couch that's too big or too small, know that TV, my man does not fit in your living room. It's way too big. <laughs> like these are, these are so many things that if people really knew how much time they wasted buying the wrong mm-hmm. stuff, I think they'd call you right away. So let's get into the practice. What are, what are the things that you do on a regular basis for Null Team Interiors to help people fall in love with their space? And, and I, I want to go back to a point that I made earlier before you get in is we talked about adding services. So we started off because I didn't want to give people bad news. What we found is we fell into, because serve others is a core value, what we did is we fell into the fact that in our, in our real estate business, we can only serve people who want to buy and sell and invest and build a home. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to move right now, there's some things we can do to serve you. We can help you find a painter and a plumber and make sure that you can be a competent homeowner. But outside of that, there's not much until Lindsay goes and sets a big goal, gets her certification. Now I'm a reseller. And, and one of the things that I've absolutely loved watching you do, Lindsay, happy anniversary, by the way. One of the things that I love watching you do is helping people fall in love with what they already have. Mm-hmm. We'll be the first to tell somebody if they do not need to move. Sometimes you just need to refresh. Maybe you need a bathroom or kitchen remodel and you're good. But talk a little bit about the behind the scenes stuff that you do every single day, the things that take hours that nobody knows. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the biggest joys is helping people fall in love with their home. And sometimes it's falling back in love with it. Like it's been years, life happens, you've got, you know, kids going every which way and you just don't have time. And so you don't have time to create a vision for your space. And so one of the things that we love to do is we love to come in and help create a vision. We do um, design boards that give you um, like a furniture inspiration. So whether you want to shop it yourself or you want to purchase furniture through some of our vendors, um, you can do both. But we love creating that vision and it helps really take away the stress for people because they're like, we just don't know where to start. So if you have an inspiration board or a design board that we've created, it, it kind of gives you a starting point. 
and you're not spending all this time because you know, like when you go shopping for homes online, even like there's so many options and you're like, how do I know it's going to fit my budget? How do I know the quality of it? And so same thing with furniture, the furniture that we, you know, provide it's within a certain budget that, that has been specified by our clients. Um, and then depending on like what kind of quality they're looking for, we just kind of go from there. So, and there's so many different styles because so, everybody kind of thinks they have a certain, like you might think your farmhouse, but you're really more transitional because you want it to be a timeless design. And, and that was, that was big for me is understanding space planning, understanding, you know, what my style is. Um, you know, so I, I just, I know I, I live with somebody who likes to redesign a bunch of spaces. So I find myself about every two weeks moving, moving furniture in our house. And, uh, and so that, that's fun too, because we get to fall in love with different rooms in the house again. But tell us, uh, so we're going we're gonna to get to how people can reach out to you here at the end of the podcast. Um, if, they're, if they're looking for some design space, you know, we don't necessarily, you know, need to meet you if you don't want to sell your home. We want to be able to provide expert level service. We care about our clients. And then here's a way that Lindsay can engage with you as a listener, both virtually and here locally mm-hmm. in Fort Wayne. So you've done a couple of virtual stagings or virtual... I don't even know the definition. <laughs> what do you call them? Um, yeah, we've done like virtual design. So we can create boards that are all online and we can pull different pieces from different vendors that can be shipped directly to people's homes out of state. And so we've done we've done a living room in Michigan, we've done an office in Texas, in California, Sonoma. So there's there's a lot of different opportunities there that we've been able to help people because you know we have busy professionals like small business owners who you know they don't have time to go out and spend hours and hours shopping and then buying pieces of furniture that don't fit their space or that are custom that take six months to come in and then they come in and they don't love them. So we want to make sure that we give them the whole picture before they purchase things. And then when it comes in, they absolutely love it. So, And and, in your core values, our core values, our mission, it's all the same. We want to help people save time, reduce their stress and help them keep as much money in their pocket as possible. So, you know, on on most occasions, it doesn't cost that much more to work with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know sometimes you can get into, you know, is it an hourly rate or, you know, where where your revenue coming from. But a lot of times, you know, the the client's saving so much time that uh, it's definitely worth it. So they should reach Mm -hmm. out to you. Um, I'm going to finish as far as like the work that you do. And I know we're not giving you enough credit talking about it for too long, but What's one of your favorite things to do, let's just say maybe like around the holidays as it relates to decorating? Holiday design. I mean, I get to decorate our office, but then we've also had some opportunities to do the Festival of Trees, thanks to Momentum Wealth. And we shout out to Momentum yeah, Wealth for the Festival of Trees. Yeah. So we're we're excited. We're gonna be doing that again this year. So if you have any ideas for trees that you want to see, please let me know. <laughs> And you, based on the last tree that you did, which is amazing, by the way, um, Fort Wayne has momentum. Um, there was a lot of people reached out to you that actually said, "Hey, could you decorate a tree for me?" So, uh, are you open for business if somebody needs some Christmas decorating? Done? We are, and we will travel. So, I've actually had a few people reach out in different states. So, we're we're booking now for uh, early December. So, yeah, awesome, cool. Uh, what let's transition into winning. So we talked about mastering the fundamentals for you. We talked about the practice, some of the stuff that you do behind the scenes, you know, the tireless work that you do to make a, a room look beautiful. What does winning look like for you? Null team interiors. What is, what is winning for null team interiors look like? Um, winning to us looks like 
much, much like with the real estate business, like if you have a friend or a family member who's frustrated with their space or they're just not sure where to start, um, introduce us to them. We'd be happy to help. Um, and it, it just takes one phone call. We're, we can do a free 30-minute discovery call to see if, if we're a good fit for them. Um, there's no obligations there. And then we also have um, a one-hour walkthrough that we can do that um, we do charge for, but we give a lot of helpful tips while we're there and you're not signing up for anything just because of that consultation. Um, and then we estimate our work from there. So Fantastic. So, so that's winning. Um, my next question, uh, I think you kind of answered also, uh, for the listeners that are out there right now, how can they help you out? Just tell your friends. Introductions. Introductions. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, we, we covered a lot. Uh, thank you for, Lindsay, thank you for being on the show. Thank um, you for having me. You're a queen. Yeah, I always you're enjoy talking to you. Uh, I, I, so I, I can't find uh, accurate uh, current data, but I do know about 10 years ago, there was over a million businesses that were ran by husband and wife teams or, or partners wow. that are out there. And uh, a million, a million businesses. Can you imagine being at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night? And now you're having like board meetings at, at home and you put the kids <laughs> to bed and you know, all, all you do is talk business all day. Well, I got I to gotta tell you, I absolutely love I love being your husband. I love being your best friend, but I love working with you. Um, we don't get to see each other a whole lot during the day. It almost feels like one of us is working the night <laughs> shift again. But uh, but I love I love working with you. I want to ask you a couple couple last questions. Um, this is this is uh, important for design. But uh, our kids are always about the flowers. They want to send flowers. Uh, so if you were going to send some virtual flowers, we believe in the Student of the Game podcast that relationships win. And you've had a lot of important relationships in your life leading up to this point. Who is somebody you'd send some flowers to? Who's somebody that's been instrumental in your life that uh, that you just want to send some flowers out? Well, I hope I don't have to pick just one because there's there's definitely two or three that come to mind. Um, the first one being my parents, because they have been my all-time supporters. Um, from the time I wanted to be a nurse, they supported me through school, for which I will forever be grateful for. And then from the time I decided I wasn't going to do nursing anymore, even though I was volunteering for a short period, I know that was not an easy thing for them to accept, but they were and have always been super supportive of me in whatever decision um, I'm going to make. And then also Jen and Steve Bennett, who were mentors to us when we were first married and have been there throughout the years for any questions or support that we've needed throughout our marriage and challenged me. I mean, you need people in your life who are going to speak truth to you, even when it's hard. Um, I have multiple friends that will will not just tell me what I want to hear. And we have to have people in our lives who are willing to do that, even when it's hard, and then not get defensive when they do. And so I'm so appreciative to Jen, who is still one of my really good friends, and um, Stacy too. Of course, she speaks so much truth to me as well. But we also have a couple out in, in San Diego, Greg and Viv, who we absolutely love and who have really challenged me to think outside my comfort zone to do things that um, I never thought that I would and just to shoot for the moon. Oh, we brought, we brought the whole flower truck today. Just keep sending them out. So uh, that's awesome. Relationships do... I'm super grateful. <laughs> relationships do win. I, I, know, I know you are. And if you heard something today, if you're a small business owner, I hope you heard this. Your identity isn't in the work that you do. 
You know, your identity is, is in something much bigger than that. It's almost the service you provide other people. You know, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're a lawyer, maybe you're a dentist, maybe you're, maybe you're a realtor. Maybe you're, maybe you're somebody who is in a profession, doesn't like it and realizes that you might want to be an interior designer, a stager. You, you may want to change careers. Your identity is, is in who you are and, and whose you are. So uh, on this special edition, Lindsay, of our, our 20th anniversary in business, our 20th anniversary in our marriage, I'm grateful for you. A uh, little sneak peek, we're going to have a big 20th anniversary party, a big uh, business 20th anniversary party on October 7th this year. We're going to invite a lot of friends. Uh, make sure you hit us up that you can get the invite to that. We're going to save the date right now, October 7th, for our 20th anniversary party in our business. It's going to be awesome. Lindsay, I'm going I'm to leave you some, with something that uh, I tell you all the time that the listeners need to hear. Girl, if you ever leave me, I'm coming with you. I love you. Thanks for being a guest today <laughs> on Student of the Game, Lindsay. Love you. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. It's our 20th anniversary, and this is our podcast. So we brought to you kind of the behind-the-scenes look at our relationship, our marriage, what we've been through. And just know, uh, whatever it is you're going through, uh, we've got your back. So thanks for listening, and uh, make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Student of the Game Podcast. Whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class.